You boys are out of your mind. Ooh, yeah, dig it. A little bit of the bubbly. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Big Boys and Body Slams. Three goofballs that talk about wrestling. We're here to boost your ass and have a blast. So enjoy. Hola. Como esta? We are friendly to all cultures, religions, languages, sexual orientations, genders. You name it. We are Big Boys and Body Slams, and we are for everyone. My name is Zach. And I am Kyle. And I'm Luke. Just had to get that out. Just just in case, you know. No fear. This is a judgment-free Tolerant. zone. We judge each other, but we don't judge you. Yeah, we you don't know? tolerate each other, but we tolerate literally everybody <laughs> And else. we like all of you except for Keith. Wink. That was me winking at you, Keith. Wow. What did what'd Keith ever do? It was a joke. I winked at him. He caught it. Oh, okay. He saw it. We are Big Boys and Body Slams. Three goofballs to talk about wrestling. We're here to boost your ass and have a blast, ladies and gentlemen. And today we're looking at the Attitude Era. In an, in all in one show. Like Armaged- We kind of got it all. Armageddon 2000, which is... The anniversary is today, 19 years. Yes, it is. Yes, it's been almost 20 years since this show. Uh, this is from t- the, the, the new millennium had just begun. Well, it was just coming to the first. Never mind. You know what I'm trying to say. Uh, but we have some modern stuff yeah, to get off Yeah, so our let's chest. get over it. We got some news to discuss. Uh, so the Hall of Fame, first the first header class of the 2020 Hall of Fame God. has been announced. Wow, they, they really shot high on this one. Yeah, so we got uh, Dave Batista is getting in the Hall of Fame. And Little Dave Batista. The new, 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 new world order. Which, which With is, X-Pac, by the way. What, it's, it's the kinda, NWO plus X-Pac. I kind of like don't say. understand why Eric Bischoff's not in there. Eric Bischoff should 100% be in there. And th- there's Easy E. Even if you ignore the backstage aspect of what he did for them, he was a, a key on-screen figure for them, more he than literally, X-Pac He literally was. was credited with creating them yeah. on-screen. So how yeah. he didn't get in, obviously there's some sour grapes with his current relationship probably with the company, and that is what it is. Uh, but I think it's good to see the NWO finally uh, getting the recognition they deserve. They are one of the most important stables in the history of professional wrestling, if not the most important. So seeing them get in, again, the X-Pac thing. He's back-to-back, though. Yeah, I mean, back-to-back Hall of Fame. I'm happy for X-Pac. Oh, I yeah. just wish Bish like if Bischoff was getting involved too, I wouldn't really have a problem with X-Pac. And I don't really have a problem with X-Pac. I'm just thinking, well, there's at least one other guy who deserves it more. I heard the idea of is a whole group getting put in. First of you all, you'd have to start tracking down some people. That there's like 50 of them, and there's some Buff Bagwell, Scott Steiner. They're not. Do you good. really want Buff Bagwell in the WWE Hall of Fame? Well, we have Kid Rock and Donald Trump. So my name is Kid. Uh, but Scott Steiner's not going to get welcomed back with open arms. Probably not. Neither is Buff Bagwell. Probably not. Lex Luger is kind of a wash. Yeah. Those are all really great people you listed. I and don't know why they would be. Soul Train Jones is a little occupied right now. <laughs> He's a little bit. Same with Conan. Yeah. So yeah, He was in the NWO for a while. Yeah. Um. Who else do you think is going to make the Hall of Fame? Uh, it's got to go. We got to get Christian in there. Christian has got to get Christian. in the Hall of Fame. Now, here, here, here's the thing. Has Christian gotten in even as a tag team? No. With Edge and Christian? No. So Edge and Christian should probably get in. Uh, I know Edge is already in. I say you got to give Christian that first one now. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's time. But is it too top heavy now? Will they just give like crap selections at this point? They, sh- I mean, I, I don't think they so. shouldn't. But I wouldn't be surprised if they did. So British Bulldog, I think he's a good one, but I don't think he'll make it this year. No, he's. You Which don't think makes so? no sense. He should have been in years ago. Um. So Christian's my my big one with the women. I mean, there's the Bella Twins floating around, and I don't hate that. Not a bad idea. I mean, I know that's one that caused some controversy, but personally, if you look at 
They were the tweeners. If you look at the framework of the WWE Hall of Fame, I mean, they are... It's not Cauliflower Alley. No, they they are ripe to get into the Hall of Fame at this point. I think not only they had drawing power and sustainability in the company, they also helped kick off uh, the Divas Revolution. They kind of helped mold women's wrestling into what it is today. I also want to say, like, they they weren't the best in ring, but Nikki wasn't bad. No, no, not at all. Uh, I, I know mean, this neither most, of them were necessarily the most bad. recent run was a little cringy, but I mean, come on, they had coming off of long stints. Brie had a kid. I mean, you can't have super high expectations. And that, I think the thing for me that really tips it in, in my favor to use a let's get a little nerdy here and use an analogy because I look at the Bella Twins as like tweeners, like Luke said, but also kind of the first of their kind, right? Like they were not the first, but in this generation, they were the first to really say on social media, like give the women a chance to show what we can do. That's true. Yes. And yeah. Even if their work doesn't hold up by the standards we see today, uh, you know, the first generation of something never lives up to the current day. If you watch The Great Train Robbery, which is one of the first, like, moving picture movies ever made, it's not going to hold up to, you know, anything that's made today, but it still deserves its place and its, its you know, enshrinement in history. And I think the Bella Twins did the same thing. You know, you look in the 80s, right? And who was like the big WWE woman, right? It was Elizabeth. Lund- Elizabeth, Lundra Blaze, too. But but Correct. Elizabeth never wrestled. Like, she's the one everybody remembers. Was she even trained? Like, she, was she even a wrestler? Not really. Sherry was up there, too. Yeah. But but Elizabeth's the one everyone thinks of, right? And if she had a match, it's not going to stand the test of time. And then you keep looking, most of them don't stand the test of time. No, you're totally like, if you right. If you look in the 2000s... You have, what, maybe five or six that you think, wow, they were pretty good, and yeah. then the rest are like, oh. Well, even even so, the five or six, you think, wow, they're pretty good. You go back and watch some of their matches. We'll see tonight. And then there's, yeah. yeah. Not that that was there's some fault. hits. There's some hits and misses. What else is going on? We got TLC coming up this Sunday, so stick, around, we'll talk about. stick around to the end of the episode for predictions there. They announced a whole slew of matches, and I'm sure we'll get more Friday. Did you see uh, the rumor circulating as to why they're holding off on announcing these matches until like the go home week no so apparently uh they hate us <clears throat> this is according to what culture and cultaholic has backed it up as well that vince really wants more networks signups and you know he knows you get that free month and so they want their numbers to look really good so if they announce all their matches five days before the pay-per-view you're going to get a whole bunch of signups and oh. it's going to make your numbers look really good at the end of the month so that's i think that's perfectly believable uh, because they had their feuds in place, uh, but they we'll get to that later. Uh, Batista and Dana Brooke look like they might be a little Dave and Dana Batista. That's right, Mister and Mrs. Batista. We might get a uh, Triple H and Stephanie versus oh, Batista and Dana whoa. Brooke. Match. Hey, is, is that actually going to translate to something wrestling? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. I think Batista. I think done. Batista said that was his last match last year. That's how he wanted to go out, getting his nose ring ripped out. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, that part. Yeah. Black yeah. Sunday. Yeah, a rash of rele- they're fi- the WWE is finally realizing they can't hold their talent hostage. We so saw Harper Luke Harper, Singh Carr. Calling that was Black Sunday. That's what I called it. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> the Ascension have all been granted their release. Uh, well, I mean, I think the Ascension. I don't know if they were granted it or just kind of kicked out the door. You know, the Ascension's not bad. It's like, what are you still doing here? They were the longest reigning NXT Tag Team Champions for a long time. They're not bad. No. They just have a goofy gimmick. Where do you see them? Let's let's go through and let's say uh, where do you see these? We'll start with the Ascension. Where do you see them going? Um, if I had to pick, I bet they go somewhere like Japan. Uh, I could see them in New Japan for yes, sure. Maybe do they like, love the big Gaijin wrestlers over there, and they're but uh, they're big white guys. I'm saying New Japan or or MLW. 
Yeah, I think either of those is good. I don't really see them in Impact. I don't. AEW has enough spooky tag teams. Yeah. They don't need Way another spooky too tag many team. Spooky. Uh, uh, Sin Cara. He's going. He's probably going down to AAA or yeah, somewhere down there. CML. He obviously won't be Sin Cara, but is it Hunico? Is that the current Sin Cara, or is he the old Sin Cara? Yeah, no, yeah, because Mystico was yeah, the original, right. and he goes by Mystico. Is that what he goes by now? He I was going know. by something. I saw him wrestle in Tacoma. When oh, really? I went to do Japan? Oh, that's cool. Uh, and then Harper. Luke Harper, I think we all kind of can assume where he's going to go. He's going to AEW. A-E-W. I think he's going to go to AEW, and I think he's going to debut not necessarily with the villain, but with the villain. If that yeah, makes sense. no, I think you're right. Um, there's a lot of rumors of other guys. Yeah, it looks like Matt Hardy might be. And that's up his what time. I want to bring up. What do you? Th- I don't think Matt Hardy's sticking around. No, I he's think... going to go somewhere where he can wrestle less states, uh-huh. but work more. If that makes sense, I think you'll see him go. I mean. Impact Wrestling is the big one to me. I, I think they they could use a, a veteran like Matt Hardy right now. And if they want to bring back the broken stuff, I'm all for it. And then I am all for the broken stuff. And <clears throat> WWE dropped the ball on that. Yeah. They never were invested in it. No. Which is oh. weird because they fought for the gimmick. And, and you they, know they were doing that as a favor to Matt, though. And they literally let him do two of those, of the, the goof matches. Or like the, the ultimate deletion. What do you call them? Like the live action... Uh, hodgepodge matches. Uh, didn't they only do one and then the special on the network? No, they yeah. did one with Randy Orton and one with Bray, didn't they? Randy Orton was against Bray Wyatt. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you're thinking oh, of the, you're yes, thinking of the House of Horrors yes, I match. I am. Oh, uh, God. No, they did the ultimate, well, it was called the ultimate deletion in WWE. And it was then the there final was, deletion in Impact. And then they had that, like, Halloween special where they, the, the Hardys had a party and, like, the Godfather was there. And he turned oh, my God. It, it looks like he's been teasing a YouTube series, which would be so pretty cool. If, if I were to offer a prediction... Yeah, please. I'd say that he goes back to what was making him... The, a ton of money made him back relevant in the first place, besides TNA, besides Impact, I mean. Um, and he's just going to get a shit ton of bookings all over the nation. Yeah. And he's going to just... Do his gimmick on the internet and just stay relevant through social media. Whatever he does, I think he will land a really good creative role in whatever company he decides to finally settle down in. Yeah. Because he is one of the most underrated creative minds in the history of professional wrestling, here's the thing, in my that's, opinion. That's kind of what we're thinking, right? Is that he needs less dates. And yeah. if you can just control your own bookings. He never even has to wrestle if he doesn't if he doesn't want to. If right. he, uh, let's just say for fantasy bookings sake, he goes back to Impact. He can just do some broken stuff on the side, maybe manage a couple people. And then he can slowly transition into a creative role, and that could be where he stays. I Just also the, the Impact GM. Yeah, I also think if he did go <laughs> back to great. Impact, he will. You know, he's got built-in feuds already there. You yeah. ask Sammy Callahan, can you imagine a broken universe oh, against OVE? I would love that. And I mean, if I don't know, I think that'd be the perfect spot for him. Um, is there anybody else you would can see getting released in the horizon? Mike Bennett. They're holding on to Mike for some reason. I don't know what they. I why think they, they see money in Maria. Yeah, but she's probably going to be off TV for a while now with the her pregnancy. So I'm thinking Mike Bennett's the only other one that I have yeah. like a big thought of. I mean Jeff Hardy too, but I don't think I just don't think they want to release him, so he goes to Impact. I think they're just going to hold on to Jeff and let him write out his contract, and who knows, tack more time where to he'll it. Go, yeah, they could for his just trap him issues. You know, yeah. Ryder and Hawkins are always on the chopping block. Yeah, I mean that's true, but they're so loyal to the WWE. Yeah, it could kind of be it's like the Funaki a bad look for them to cut them now. Kind of like Funaki was. 
Any other noteworthy news that happened this ACH week? ACH and Shad Gaspard? Yeah, yeah. ACH has yeah. really gone off the deep end. Uh, he quit wrestling in a very graphic fashion on Twitter. I don't know if you guys saw on Slam Chat over on Facebook.com slash Big Boys. I don't know what the URL is, but it's Big Boys and Body Slam Slam Chat. Uh, you saw his post about that there. He kind of had a little tirade on the fans. Made it seem like it was the fans' fault that yeah, he hates he, wrestling. Yeah, he just kind of went off. And, and then, then he quit. And then Shad, uh, who you used to know from Crime Time, who was awesome. Uh, I, I'm just going to stop you right there. Yeah. Brooklyn. If, if you were to say, like, give me a list of people you would not mess with. He's near the top. Oh, he's near that the top. That dude is a brick shit house. And it, uh, he kind of had a comeback for him. It was like, listen, like, settle down. It was vulgar, but he said, just take, take a step back. Don't blame the fans. Get yourself right. And uh, this morning, ACH tweeted a photo of him uh, with the Jordan Miles shirt smiley face on top of face his face. Good kind of God. Really just hammering home that he thinks everybody he is all, an Uncle Tom who, he, besides him. He also made oh, <sighs> he also made some um, racist remarks to Hispanics yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, he did. Uh, before he deleted that, that tweet pretty quickly. Uh, oh, we're speaking of tweets being deleted... Ooh. Are we talking about Cass and Cass Joey Janella? Cass tell Joey Janela he was going to kill him and yeah, then deleted yeah. the tweet. Big Cass threatened to kill Joey Janela. He Janella deletes the tweet and posts it. It's a work, morons. And, and he Joe, said, you're not working anybody but yourself. Uh, yeah, Joey Janela's like, you're not working anybody but yourself. I'd never do business with you. They need to have that match. Oh, God. We could just set up a pay-per-view right just now. Do it, just do it, G- in, GC, do, do it in GCW. It's fine. Do it in CZW. GCW? <laughs> GCW. Uh, <laughs> no, do it in CZW. Oh, there you go. A, a death match? Oh, yes. God. Yeah, it, so Twitter was a little bit wild this week. Um, what else is new? I mean... What did you guys think of uh, the Chris Jericho lexicon of Le Champion oh, segment that last was, week? That was the why, is, why is he the best? Why he, is, why is, uh, dude, he has had some of his best... Uh, promo work this year Moxley in back to back weeks every just, just time consecutive weeks. every time he comes out to the ring he's some whatever he's gonna do is he's gonna hit it out of the park and that's been his AEW run in a nutshell and man this segment this segment on AEW was, I, I, we were laughing out loud watching it oh the, just every every time he said Moxley, Moxley every time he added somebody like the the Scorpions or uh Scorpio Sky, Too Cold Scorpio, any member of the Scorpions, and then Moxley. <laughs> we might have heard a tease for the future. He said Marty at the he end. He said Marty at the end, and then there was the picture of Nick Jackson from Being the Elite and what was in his search bar on his How phone. to find a villain. How to find a villain. So we might be seeing Marty come over to AEW. Which He's is- definitely coming. So uh, what is it? The 13th. So Friday is uh, Final, battle, right? Final Battle, and then Monday he's booked for Final Battle Fallout, so it's kind of a two-part live event they're doing. Uh, after that, so he he's not under contract. He's just working dates for Ring of Honor. Um, there's d- conflicting rumors online, as there always is. Some people say he's definitely going to AEW on Wednesday, as soon as Wednesday. I've heard other reports say he might stick around into the new year with, with Ring of Honor, kind of finish up a couple things there. Honestly, though, what incentive does Marty have to stay? Does Marty have to stay? And what incentive? And this is going to sound harsh, but why? What incentive do they have to sign him again? It's not like he's drawing n- money. It's not like he's getting numbers in the arena. You know, I don't. People aren't going he's to not Ring of Honor butts and seats. I don't think that's necessarily his fault. It's I th- not. I think it's Ring of Honor's fault. I think Ring of Honor is falling. And let's be honest: the people that are going to Ring of Honor are kind of going to see Villain Enterprises right now. I went to Ring of Honor to see PCO. Yep. Party. He's part of Villain Enterprises. Marty was in Japan at the time for the G1, so I didn't get to see him actually wrestle. But, I mean, you know, 
It'll be interesting to see what happens to Ring of Honor if and when he leaves because Dude, they, it's Ring of Honor. When that we, might be the biggest story of the year. Like and it, it is bad right now, and and, uh, and Joey Mercury is not stopping. People who people need to be finding ways to get out. And I think if he resigned, that would be it. Would make him look really loyal. That is for sure. But it would also kind of make him look like a fool. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. With that all being uh, said, what do you think about? I've just just thought about that. What oh, do you think yeah. about Rollins and the Authors of Pain? I love I it. Lo- I think it's the best. It's one of my favorite things WWE has done this year. I think that it's fantastic. I well. think it's excellent. I love them hospitalizing Kevin Owens on Raw this week. Uh, they just look when you look at them, the three of them together, they look like a force to be reckoned with. They kind of uh, look like a shield. Yeah, I was about to say. Do you yeah, think kinda. they're going to rip off the shield too? Much? I don't think kinda. they are. I, I don't know if I'd call it a ripoff as much as a ripoff, I guess. It, it's kind of reminding me of... It's like militaristic. Yeah. Right? I, I think it's more of like when he had J&J, J&J security, J&J. except just, these guys are bigger and yeah. badder. Yeah. So it's like if Ambrose and Reigns were J&J. Yeah. So I, think, I like that. I think it's kind of a combo of the two together. I don't think it's necessarily um, a ripoff. I think they're just trying to recreate Also, Seth, I mean, has overnight become one of the biggest heels in the company. What I mean, a, the promo he cut on Raw... On Monday this week was just incredible. What if I'm the blonde streak comes back? Who? The, the blonde streak? streak? I hope it does. It Me should. too. It should come back. All right. With all that being said, should we get to Unforgiven? No, 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 no. We're not doing We're that We're not today. doing Unforgiven. Can we please just review Unforgiven? No. no. I said it, so we got to do Armageddon 2000 from December 10th of the year of our Lord 2000. And so... As we're recording this, it is 19 years to the day. 19 and years to the day. I just realized I said that earlier. You so did. So you get that trivia twice. Hey, did you guys know this is 19 so nice. years to the day from the night we're recording the show happened? So nice you had to say it thrice. <laughs> you know, you know thrice. I'm just trying to get some trivia in my head in case me and Luke ever try to win a trivia oh, there contest you go. again. There you go. Yeah, those damn boomers keep beating us, though. <laughs> okay, all those boomers. Uh, speaking of boomers, almost everyone on the show is a boomer. Uh, yes. The opening video package is really, really good. Uh, you got I love the 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 Jim Johnson original, the Jim Johnston original song they Thank played you. here. The end is here. Oh, I was banging my head, man. But but did you love the Jim Johnson original "Sweet Home Alabama"? <laughs> Not as much. <laughs> it was a weird styles clash. No pun intended. Nice. I got I got to tell you one thing. WWE has always done that I just hate. Can you tell me? They play the same part of the same song that. As their theme song for the pay per view, I'm gonna have nightmares. A thousand times, I'm gonna have nightmares yes. about that jingly riff now for the rest for the rest of the week. Um, was that? Do you think that was Jim Johnston uh, singing in the the end? Of- no, I don't think so. Maybe okay. could have been. Might have been Code Orange. Uh, I don't think it was Code Orange. <laughs> uh, uh, I have to say, I do love the uh, the presentation, the stage, and all the graphics for the show. It man, pay per views were just so cool and unique back then. Where do you think they got the broken cars from? Oh, cars are us. Car, cars, yeah. Thank you. Broken cars are us. Yeah. Broken cars are us for sure. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of cars, barrels. I don't know. It's very Armageddon together. Yeah. Yes, you'll find out later. Um, and then we see a limo pull up before we get to any matches, and uh, Vince McMahon gets helped out of the limo. He's, He's looking hobbled great. With the Stooges, of course, are there to who also look great. Oh yeah. What this is just honestly above all else, this show to me was just one big nostalgia trip. Hey, can I throw something out there real quick? Yeah. Throw it. 14,920 people in the Birmingham Jefferson Civic Center in Birmingham, Alabama. I feel like you don't Birmingham. see I feel like you don't see wrestling shows go to Alabama much anymore. Oh, uh, AEW just announced they're going to Birmingham. Perfect. I saw that. 
Yeah. Uh, that must be because of that one guy who works for them named Comrade Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> the AW employee. That's a little inside baseball for you guys. Yeah. Uh, let's get to a match. This is going to be the Hardy Boys and Lita versus the Radicals, which is Perry Saturn, Dean Malenko, and Eddie Guerrero. Three uh, guys that we saw last week. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Um, this is a very interesting story. It's an elimination match. Too, it's an elimination match, uh, which is going to set up very beautifully for the end of this match here. Um, Dean Malenko is just furiously going after Lita here, and he wants Lita's affection so bad, he coaxes her to a cheap hotel. Uh, my favorite part of this Well, whole... he won a date with her. Oh, that's how it yeah, was. Yeah, he won okay. that match. Uh, and so he gets to go out with Lita. He, he really wants to fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> Really bad. Uh, but Lita's like, you got your wedding ring on, which is like, if you're going to cheat, like, I'm not saying anybody should ever cheat. Dude, that's expensive. You don't want to lose it. If you right? cheat, take off your wedding ring. That's like the scummiest thing you can do besides cheat. And Lita points cheat it out. with your wedding ring. Yeah. And then she's like, Dean's like, let's turn the lights off, baby. And he's like, and he turns the lamp off. And then Lita's like, actually, let's leave it on. And then Matt Hardy's there. He fucking br- tries to kill Dean Malenko. He breaks a bottle over his head. And that sets up this match, which is an elimination match. Uh, the crowd hates Eddie Guerrero, which is awesome. And Not like a, in a good way. And he's got a kind of a weird look here. He does. He's got. He's kind of It's kind of like right after that China spot, yeah. right before he was like the Latino Heat. Yeah. So he's he's a very he's he's juiced obviously, and he's just stacked. Oh well, yeah, and he, yeah. So and he's, he's got, got the like, suspect. He's got the the singlet top on. I gotta tell you though, this crowd they're hot this whole show. But man, anytime the Hardys do anything, yeah. the Hardy the Hardys could play. Like, I have a thumb war, and the crowd would go nuts. Yeah. Uh, for what it was, this was a very uh, fun opening match, I thought. Uh, of course, we whittle down to the end here. There's some fun spots throughout. At one point, Perry Saturn catches Jeff into a Death Valley driver after a poetry emotion attempt, and that eliminates him. And then Matt Ed- Hardy... Eddie was the first one to go, by the way. Oh, uh, you're right. I'm sorry. Uh, for Lita, twist of fate, followed by a senton bomb. Swanton, Swanton bomb. bomb. Oh, and, you uh, are on I know. Ah. And Eddie's gone first, and then... Jeff, and then uh, twist of fate to Perry Saturn eliminates him, and then Terry Runnels like goes to jump in the ring, and she is hardly wearing anything, and you can see her anatomy as she's getting into the ring here. Her bottom bosoms, and uh, she uh, actually starts to antagonize Matt, and she slaps him in the face, and then he gets mad, and that allows Dean Malenko to roll Matt up and eliminates him. So we are down to Lita. And Dean Malenko. And I thought, for the limited interaction these two had, I thought it was great. The crowd oh, was yes. super into Lita. Lita they got, wanted her to win this match. She got a lot of offense. A lot of offense. She was hitting DDTs. That's presses. She was Mo- hitting zone salts. She was on fire. Ultimately, though, Dean just starts kicking her ass. Hits her with the superplex. Hits her with the superplex. And kills her. And then puts her in the Texas Cloverleaf. Well, well he went the pinner, and he would have gotten oh, that's three, right. but he, he picked lifts her up. her up twice. He did twice. that twice. Yep. Um, and then he puts her in the Texas Cloverleaf, and she taps. And the Radicals win by submission in. 808. 808 uh after the match they interview lita and she's like i i know i can beat him just give me more time yeah, i know weird. i can beat him you have a concussion lita shut up um what'd you guys think of this match you rate it i, I give it 3.25 perfect wow. i thought it was very fun i thought it was a very unique storytelling uh to see an intergender actually we saw two intergender matches on this show uh but to see this one specifically the way it played out i thought it was pretty awesome i also gave it 3.25 that's that's funny that we had the same grade um very I really, I really liked it. Uh, if it was a little bit longer, I kind of could have probably boosted it up a little bit. But that ending exchange between Lita and Dean was awesome. It was, and the Hardys are the the Hardys and the Radicals are all in just peak form here. Oh yeah, they look great. What'd, What'd you, you give it, Luke? I gave it two and three quarters. Ouch. Um, I just didn't think it was long enough. 
And I thought Eddie getting dumped very quick was kind of shitty. Yeah. I mean, there was six people in this match, and it was less than You know minutes. what's 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 odd is they had a lot of non-wrestling like storytelling on this show. And I do feel like some of the matches had to suffer in time because of it. Lots of gaga. Um, but, That's true. But that being said, what they did was this whole show, and we'll get into it a little bit now. Get this whole it. show was just predicated on getting to that main event. So almost after every match, there was something backstage or something in the ring, and and it was all relevant to the main event. And in that way, it, it dangled that carrot in front of your nose and made you want to keep watching and keep watching. And well, I got to get to this match if these guys are saying this about it, and Vince is doing this, and Mick is saying this. Like I got to see this main event. I do think it kind of hurt the undercard a little bit. Um, uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, but no, you're you're 100. It was right. very interesting, and it was a very unique take on a pay per view, and it made me want to watch stick around for that main event. You know what I do like? Huh? The Texas Cloverleaf. I yes. love the Texas Cloverleaf. It makes me happy, and I don't see it enough. We gotta get we gotta get Dean back in the ring. All right, right. Stone Cold used it too. So my, forget that. Yeah, he did. My question on this one. What's up? Why does no one talk about the Radicals being one of the better factions of all time? I think they, because they were together for a relatively short. But that day. The, like the whole debut and the build up to all that was just so good. But Eddie went on his own way after. I mean, very shortly. They they yeah. all they all did pretty well on their own. But as a, as like a unit, they were so good. They could have really conquered. They could have stayed together. There was a lot left on the table with them. I agree. I think that's the big reason. If they had a year or two longer run, I think they'd be in the annals of faction history. But uh, it as it is, like they were still kind very of forgotten. Good. Yeah. yeah. Was. Correct. Dean I mean, Malenko in general and Perry too, I feel like, are kind of and forgotten. The Benoit stuff hurts it too. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was gonna say, wasn't Benoit originally part of him? He yeah. was. He yeah. was. Yeah. It was these three and Benoit. Yep. Yeah. That's, um, a great, that's a great faction. Man. Up next, Kurt Angle gives us a really fun interview with Lillian Garcia. And how nice was it to have interviewers in this show that weren't that were human and actually would answer, would ask questions and have a back and forth with the competitor because it actually led to some fun interviews. Uh, Kurt Angle was on one. They gave him so much time. They did, and he was just that, like, they, "That's going to be another theme." He was mad at Lillian for interrupting Long him, promos. and then yes. he's he said, "I'm not scared." What did, I should have wrote it down, but he's not scared of rednecks, fat asses, bad asses. He was going. He was on. He one. was on one. Uh, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. He's going to drink a nice tall glass <laughs> yes, of milk, yes. and then he says, "Let me get back to my workout," and so he does. And how uh, weird does it see Lillian in that role? Though I know she was good. Yo, she was great. She was good in everything. She Her did. and Kevin Kelly were both like it was a breath of fresh air to have regular real That's interviewers. That's who that was. It was Kevin Kelly, yeah, Kevin New Kelly, Japan, baby. New Japan Pro Wrestling Zone. You know what's funny is in all my notes I put with the random, the random guy. Oh man, don't tell Kevin that. that Friend hurts. of the podcast, he Kevin Kelly still looks the same, Kyle, <laughs> and sounds the same too. Uh, he doesn't watch New Japan, so he wouldn't know. Uh, I don't uh, watch it that much either, yeah, <laughs> to be fair. Um, up next, William Regal, champion, comes out first, Kyle, uh, versus European. Marco Holly for the European Championship. Yeah, th- that was... That's a, a theme on this show, Especially, the like, when there's six guys and one of the champions comes out, out in the middle. Two or three, yeah. yeah. Um, so, Regal comes out and cuts the most standard uh, heel, foreign, cheap heat promo yeah. I've ever heard. And here's the... This was weird. So, he's like... I think I have this promo peg because he's like, you guys are stupid, basically. Oh, and I then wrote he's like, everything down. Actually. And then he's like, oh, there, we have this invention. And I'm like, Sir? tooth toothpaste, uh, uh, soap. What is he going to say? It's a handkerchief. I'm like, a handkerchief? Because Sir. a handkerchief won't let them look like slobs. What is he talking Can about? You, Kyle took the effort of writing this down. Can we let this? Can you transcribe the it, please? And then he's. It's a little, a little not transcribe the damn thing, please. Paraphrase. paraphrase. Uh, wash your overalls once a week. Uh, yeah, that that was okay. Um. This is the one that uh, 
really got me. He started talking about the fans committing bestiality. Yeah, no, he said it's it's okay to love your farm animals, but please don't love your farm animals. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, Loved that was pretty it. good. But the hanky line like really threw me for a loop. Who pissed in his tea? And then Hardcore Holly comes Jer- <laughs> just running out. Yeah, Hardcore Holly comes out, <laughs> and they just start fighting. And well, the crowd, the crowd pop for the the Alabama. crowd is huge for ha- Hardcore because he is from uh, Bammer. His f- first name Hardcore, last name Holly, as we all know. Uh, um, they start this match outside the ring, and they're just punching the shit out of each other at the beginning of this match. You could hear those punches from the back row, and they were not holding back. You know who Hardcore, what Hardcore Holly never does? <laughs> Pulls his punches. punches. Yeah. Uh, at one point, Holly hits a standing falcon arrow, which looks really nice. And then he hits a top rope leg drop. Those, ah, man, the top rope leg, top rope leg drop just. How about when Holly falls off the top rope? Oh yeah, he fell off the top rope. He at just one point. falls off and like flops. I'm like, what is going on? Ouch. Uh, uh, and then Raven runs in out of nowhere. But when the ref has his back turned, and oh. he, he even flows hardcore Holly. I gotta tell you this: the ref is checking on William Regal, right? Raven is about as close as I am to Luke right now. <laughs> DDT's a guy on the ground, so you're hearing poof, poof. No, you're feeling the quake. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> mat is shaking. <laughs> and then he just turned, the ref just turned around. He's like, huh. Is Homer Simpson the ref? Did he think Hardcore <laughs> Holly just collapsed? What did he think happened? Guess he had a stroke. And then one, William, two, three. Then we have William Regal covers him, and it's like one, two, three. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, that was so stupid. Uh, and that was the match. It didn't go very long. It went uh, four fifty nine. He got it. Oh, I think I actually messaged you guys and I said wrestling logic is so confusing. It is. Um, That's what this. Yeah, that makes. So sense can now. somebody explain to me the Raven connection with uh, Regal? Back to back weeks of seeing Raven. It is. Yeah. Ra- Raven was probably feuding with Hardcore Holly over something. <sighs> over the hard. No, I don't it had to win the hardcore title, right? Who the hell had the hardcore title? <laughs> or for the Sunday Night Heat main event? Yeah, uh, but that is what it is. You know what? You guys rate this match first. I gave it one point seven five. Me too. Correct. <laughs> Correct. I, yes, I, that's the only I, rating. I was not it. digging it. Yeah, um, me too. But I mean, I was expecting a lot more when I saw this on the card, just because William Regal could make anybody look good. Yeah, and then I was except pre- for Goldberg. I, I was just didn't have time. Didn't have time to tell a story. And you have any comments on it? I mean, I like the Goldberg comment yeah, by the way. Pal. One, one and three quarters. I mean, it, it, it was That's not. I can really say about it. So <laughs> I got an idea. I'm gonna beat the shit out of him. This might have been. Was this the worst match? On no, the, card? the women's no, match. Sir. Was no, sir. Um, I do have. Oh, I, this is a more. This is more of a kind of a question discussion here. Mm-hmm. Can we just appreciate William Regal and talk about our favorite William Regal moments for a minute? Uh, pissing in the tea is always going to be up there. Yep. I think managing Eugene was one Eugene of my Managing was Eugene was great. Was I mean, the work he's doing in NXT, he, he's doing remember, the Lord's work in NXT right now. Do you remember now. when he wrestled Chris Benoit on Velocity one Saturday Hell night? no. No, I don't remember the one random Saturday night. You don't remember that them? that almost one match of the year? No. Oh, it's Do fantastic. I need to go back and watch this on the network? Yes, it's so good. I mean, it sounds like a do match I'd like. Velocity on the network? Yeah, they have Velocity yeah, they and Heat. Dude, it was, I don't. It didn't win match of the year, but people were talking. Really, about it. it was that good. I have to go watch it. I remember watching it like on a random Saturday night where I'm probably babysitting my brother, and I'm watching it. And I'm like, oh, this is not what I'm used to seeing here. Oh, cool. Nice. Uh, William Regal is wow. just very underappreciated. Let me just write that down. You know, for how you remember his uh, the man's man Stephen Regal gimmick. Yep. Crap. I remembered that being a lot longer than it actually was when I was a kid. Very short lived. But He's you know what, a man. But you know what? That is one of the real DZ's like favorite wrestling theme songs. Such a man. I like that song too. Do you also, He's a man. You guys remember when him and Fit Finley were in King Booker's court? 
Oh my god! I remember I him forgot. and I remember him and Fit having a hell of a match in Uncensored one year in WCW. Yep. They were fighting. They were fighting. They were fighting because Regal got his nose broken. Regal's hey Hall of Fame for William Regal. Let's oh, do it this yes, year. Yes, let's just do yes, it this year yes. and let's have NXT induct him. Is Finley yes. in the Hall of Fame? Not no, yet. no, no. But but that's who Batista, that's who Batista wants to induct him into the Hall of Fame. I saw that. Really? Oh yeah. God! My bad. Hello. Uh, shall we move on? Yes. Up next, Rikishi is interviewed. He says nobody's going to get in his way. Bro. This and is Rikishi, his shot. And Rikishi was glaring an entire hole through Kevin Kelly. Yes, he was, L- man. Looked him in the eyes the whole promo. If I was walking down a dark alleyway and I saw Rikishi walking down it, I would turn around and find a different route to go where I was going. As much as I do not really like the theme song comes out to, he is a bad man. He is a bad man. Um, And then we're going to go to our second intergender match of the night. This one's China versus Val Venus. This is Right to Censor era Venus. Accompanied by Ivory. Accompanied by Ivory. By the way, the Right to Censor is all over this show. Yes, they With are, the greatest sir. theme of all time. <laughs> I'd like turn my TV down because I didn't want to wake my kids up when I was watching this. Man, we'll, we'll talk about them in a little bit. but Let's talk about them right now. Wait, is that your discussion question? For, for the later. Okay. Er- yeah, no, well, I, at least I, let's just to... talk about it now. Okay, uh, what Shit. do you guys think of the right to censor? I love this. I gimmick. loved them, and I that I, I hated them. I hated yeah. them as a hated kid. Them but I, I love kid. looking them back. I at would it. love another. Um, I would love another like a modern day equivalent of this. They in were like a corporate straight edge society. Remember right? yeah. when Cyrus was kind of or uh, Don Callis was kind of like it was like his the, idea, wasn't it? Well, he kind of did it? that in ECW. Remember, uh, he was Cy- yeah. he was Cyrus the 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 network producer. Yeah, yeah. But this this took kind of that gimmick and just. You know, you up. know how they came up with it. It was an answer to the standards and practices on USA Network. Yeah, they were like, "Fine." Oh, was it? Yeah, that's incredible. And so this and is like, here's the right social commentary. Yeah, there's the Good Father, Val Venus, Stephen Bull Richards, Buchanan. Bull Buchanan, and Ivory, Ivory, is and then it? the Dudleys for a very brief period. Yeah, but they turned real quick on them. Yeah, yeah. which is one of my favorite feuds I remember as a it's kid. A, it's a good moment. Um, this is China versus Val. I don't know the specific story behind this one. They didn't really get uh, into it. It's mostly... It looked like China and Ivory had the beef is from he, what is I can tell. Is he called Val Venus here? Yes, yes he, he is. is. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's got a championship, doesn't he? Does he? I don't... Does he? Oh, man. Which one would he have? Because Euro's taking spoken The European for. Regal he's, has. The I Intercontinental gun, Billy Gunn has. No, this was not for the title. Never mind. Um, Idiot. But it, Ivory had the title on her. That's yeah, what and the right at. to censor did have the tag team But China's too. coming out with her full ninth wonder of the world look. The and she's got the freaking... She's, the shooting, she's shooting a bazooka, That I remember awesome. from No Mercy. Yeah, uh, which was very expensive to unlock in the yes, currency was. shop. Uh, Shop.com. Um, you know what? Compared to, we saw a China intergender match. Uh, Jericho and Holly. And uh, she was a lot more green then, I feel like, than she is now. For all I know, that match could have happened after this. Correct. Uh, it did. But no. she, I thought she looked pretty good here. Did it? Because uh, that was, was that Wonder Woman China or was that still? I don't know, Wonder but China? I kind of liked this match. I kind of liked it too. It was short again. Another short match. Uh, but for what we got. Ivory just kept getting involved. Ivory would not stop getting involved. And uh, China tried her best to get involved, to Chaser. Oh, King called Ivory a butterface, which is not kind of disrespectful. Uh, King said a lot of things, bro. <laughs> that, that one stuck out to me. He said a lot of things about Ivory and Alabama <laughs> yes, in this did. one match. Uh, <laughs> As a uh, man from Tennessee, or from, yeah, from Tennessee. So they kind of are just fighting around a little bit, and then eventually in. Ivory trips China when she's going for uh, something off the ropes. She's bouncing off the ropes. She goes and foolishly decides to chase her around the ring. She gets back in and uh, immediately a- walks into a fisherman's suplex. Which I miss those. Those are nice. I know. And Val Venus wins the match. In five oh two, another short match. What'd you uh, give it? Two stars. I gave it two point two five. I didn't think it was Holy bad. Shit. It was just short. Yeah, it was a little short, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was. I didn't think. I didn't think it was awful. I 
I just it just was there. It was yeah, it was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. There was nothing great about it. Mm-hmm. I overanalyzed this. I, I gave it a star and a half. I did not like it. That's fine. Because, Why did you not like it? Uh, because Val was just trying so hard to sell his ass off, and I don't think he was the one to carry China. Like it felt like there was so much that was just off, like with as far as the flow of things. This was uh, definitely like, a China match, as opposed to being a Val Venus correct. match. Well, yeah, absolutely. If that makes sense. Which I think every intergender singles China match is to put China over, right? right. Or it'll make yeah. her look yeah. strong, right, against the. And middle, I think but. it did its job. I thought China looked. She looked kind of dumb, but right. I I just feel like you know the clotheslines and stuff. They just weren't. There was just nothing real crisp to it, but I, that's, that's me fair. just being overcritical, probably. Malter. Be overcritical. Um, after that, oh, we, we already talked about, about right to censor. Yeah. Uh, after that, Stephanie oh, McMahon. Oh, oh, you know what I didn't like? What didn't you like? How they blatantly called every spot. I don't know if you guys really I didn't notice. That. I didn't notice. That. I didn't they notice. were just talking to each other the whole were time. They, I, usually I watch with headphones, but I watched this show on my TV, so I didn't quite get a well, lot well, of I just, audio. Just stuff. watching them, like when they'd go for pins and stuff, like when he'd go to pick her up, he'd lean Overly forward and just say shit to her. Oh, I didn't notice. Like, maybe she well, was. Well, maybe he was saying Ivory's got the belt, and you don't. You yeah. know what he was saying. Yeah. Um, after that, China Hello, attacks Ivory, please. but then get, just eats this monster power bomb by Venus, and they leave. Uh, Stephanie McMahon's backstage. She tells Vince she's really worried about Triple H in this main event. She's in her full high school drama club. Yes, mode. she is. And, and uh, Vince she, is gonna stop Mick Foley. Vince is somehow gonna stop this match. You know what? You know what this made me realize? And with with the promo, bef- like at the beginning of the show, too, when Vince came out of the limo and Jerry Briscoe and Pat Patterson were talking to him, uh-huh. Vince is a good actor. Yeah, and he is. And he makes the rest of the people around he's him. He's excellent. He makes the rest of the people around him look like terrible actors because he's yeah, actually he's, good. Uh, he's excellent. You know, Stephanie has improved big time. Oh, though. yeah. She's she, good now. She, like, oh, she's great If now. you watch all yes. these old shows, you can just see her getting better and, and I like, better. You know better. what? I like seeing people get better. So Me good too. for Stephanie. Good job, Stephanie. Um, I'm proud of you. After Ooh. that, we get the longest, uh, most oh, random Undertaker I segment hated I've this. ever seen in my life. I liked the premise, right? I like the idea of it. So the but premise is, is, is Kevin Kelly is interviewing the Undertaker before the show in a cell. So the cell is down. I like the setup for it. Me too. And then it just goes to a weird place. The Undertaker is like getting off on like all the people he's almost killed in the there's Hell in a Cell. There's more flashbacks in a Family Guy episode. It, he, they fla- so okay. There's a few things I thought was funny about this. One, right off the bat, Undertaker's like, "I want to rip a man's face off," and he's like getting like sexual yeah. about it almost, and it's like kind of. Jesus, Taker, slow down, yeah. buddy. And then he starts going through all the people he's almost killed. Did you guys notice that he he was talking about the Mankind almost Hell in a Cell killed. match? And he got the order of events wrong, and it really bothered me. Did you guys not notice that? No. I didn't notice. So he said. So he said. I tuned out. He checked halfway. out halfway through. Yeah, I, it was bad. Yeah. So he said. He's like, ah, and then I wrestled mankind in a in a hell in a cell match, and I gave him a close a choke slam from hell, and he went through the cage. And then Kevin Kelly was like, "That's not very nice." And then he's like, "But then it gets better." And then I brought him back up to the cage and threw no, him. No, he said that. Yes, and it's like no. that's not how it happened. Though. Well, okay, he he had a broken ankle. All right, he might just you know. I think it was for dramatic effect because if you just look at the spots, him getting thrown off the cage looks more devastating, even though it wasn't, uh, than him going through it. I just, I just want you guys to know, I, whenever I've had someone over to watch these pay per views with me, and like there's been any sort of hardcore match, I've definitely always ended up showing them the Hell in a Cell match. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, hey, can you guys say you have you ever craved ripping another man's face off like Undertaker has? No, uh, only once. Only on oh. bath salts. Oh, okay. Um, this was way Florida. too. This good was times. this was way 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 too long. Uh, unfortunately, it was a good premise. It, this the execution well, like, wasn't there. Besides him getting lost, like you said, like Undertaker has good. Like he 
cuts good promos. Yeah, it's he, just that this he, took a century. What he said was good, fine. Like he delivered it fine. It was just I was just like was any, halfway any, through. I was like, oh my god. Just, it was just straight him Arthur clenching the fist. <laughs> yes, yes. For, for he was like he's like he minutes. couldn't wait to kill somebody. It was I loved so look, weird. Though. I oh wish yeah, he, I wish he would have freaking choke slammed Kevin, Kevin Kelly. Kelly through the ring and into the depths of hell. Me too. Right uh, you know, it wasn't a bad segment. The off. one that happened after this, Vince and the Stooges come out, and uh, he's concerned about the main event. Uh, as a humanitarian, he doesn't want to see his, his talent go through such but things. My bitch, Linda. <laughs> and then he starts demanding everybody in the crowd stand up, and like a couple people stand. He's like, "Yeah," and then like nobody stands, and he starts getting agitated, and he's like, "God damn it, stand up!" <laughs> but they don't. You're Vince. You're Vince. You're great. <laughs> so then he's like. It's not going to be on just on Mick's conscience. It's going to be on all of yours. And he hobbles away with his cane. I thought this segment okay. was fantastic. I like the segment. I too. loved this how segment. Come, how come you're not going to bring up the numerous references to his, his shitty wife, Linda, who's going to totally divorce? He hates Linda at this point. This is peak, like, they're divorced. They're well, in the right middle of divorcing. WrestleMania 2000. Right? Yeah. Was uh, just, which, was, which was the divorce for court, a McMahon in every corner match. Wasn't this. After WrestleMania 2000, December 10th. Yes, it was. You're right. You're Correct. right. But so we're we're still they're they're still divorcing at this point. It takes a while. Yeah. Uh, I, it, you it know, does. Did they hey, did they divorce on TV? Oh boy. Let's oh, we, we, that's one of those <laughs> things we didn't go over. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that right now. Is that feud over now? Uh, no, they're going to have their, their blow off. Is it going to be TLC? In we don't know if that's the brother. The the. Blow off, brother. I don't think it's gonna be. It's a tables match. You don't find those as blow offs very often, but it could be. Uh, you know, you know why it's a, you don't you know why it's a table match? Why? Because Lars was like got put through a table. Contracts turning in the table. Yep. Uh, now we get uh, one of the silliest reasons a feud has ever happened in the history of professional wrestling. Chris Jericho accidentally spills coffee on Kane, and uh, that's how we got. That's a feud. how we got. A f- and not only that, this feud is leading to a last man standing match. You know what this strangely reminded me of? What? That in, do you guys remember the OG Attitude commercial where they're all on Titan Towers and doing crazy shit? Mm-mm. And like Kane is drinking coffee by the office, and like people are just getting choke slammed and thrown everywhere. No, I no don't one remember remembers that. This. I would have to look that. It up. It was like on the special features of like Just Bring It or something or SmackDown. I don't remember 2. that. Um, but it was like I'm gonna have to track that and down. And at the end, Vince is like in front of Titan Towers, and people are like flying out of the building. It's on fire and shit. He's like, get it. Like, it's like about attitude. I got, it, I got it. Attitude. Okay. I'm gonna have to track it down. You guys need to watch it. It's a fantastic. Um, this is the last man standing match. Uh, <laughs> this match gets off to a pretty rough start uh, because they both instantly go backstage, and this is one of my. Oh boy. Now listen, I I generally think that when you use them right, backstage brawls can be a very effective storytelling tool. However, I think it's one of the most overused tropes of the Attitude Era. Oh, big time. When you instantly go backstage. And WCW was just oh, as bad as Oh, it. WCW was worse. Come on. Uh, but when you go backstage, number one, it's so limited to what you can do. Because you can't really take bumps backstage. So all you end up doing is hitting each other with uh, everyday objects. Yeah. Uh, and they instantly go backstage. And it takes the cameraman about 17 years to find them. And approximately. Why, I just, I, I'm, this is going to be a theme of the show. Why is there a truck... With yeah, you sawdust see the, you in the see, back. You get this tease of this truck because you oh. see this truck full of like, it's like I said it was hay last week. So uh, correction, it's it's like like farm it's, animal it's bedding. Sawdust. It's sawdust yeah. basically. Uh, and you see the truck for a second. He like Jericho tries hitting Kane with a shovel, and then they go back out to the ramp. It takes the cameraman another two years to find him, and. By the way, my favorite part of this, when they go backstage, the crowd is silent because they're confused as we are. What the hell? And then once they come back out, finally the crowd pops and they make their way to the ring and they, uh, Kane is just 
whopping and bopping Chris Jericho left and right and up and down, but Jericho Which, just keeps getting up. By the way, Kane looks. Dude, Kane is uh, Kane is a hunk. This is just hunk a Kane. brick shit. And uh, Chris looks great too, for what it's worth. Uh, but, but Kane looks better. The size disparity too is is very I think, alarming. I think tank top Kane was a good look. Tank top Kane was a good look. It kind of this is kind of when Kane's story started to fall apart because he was supposed to be severely disfigured and burned, and he's not. And he's wearing a tank top. Who cares? Uh, eventually, Jer- <laughs> Jericho keeps getting up. He eventually, Kane brings in a chair, which Jericho capitalizes on. Did you get the the part where they just? Both punched Midian in the back. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. <laughs> Midian's just like sipping coffee and catering. This is for your match against Big Boss Man. <laughs> they both just they start fighting him for no reason, and he's like, oh, "Stop!" <laughs> that was that but, was hilarious. But do you guys remember how good that match was against Big Boss Man? We don't need to oh. talk about that. Oh, okay. Midian's, is that, the, is that the one your brother rated like a three star? No, that was the uh, oh, that was the other Midian. That was the other Midian match. Midian's had a lot of shining moments <laughs> on this podcast. Friend of the podcast, Midian. Um, <laughs> Phineas. <laughs> uh, so Y2J ends up getting the chair that Kane brings in. He, he, he hits him in the head with his chair, and it sounds, I'm not exaggerating, like a gunshot. I thought a gun had gone off in this arena. But no, it was just Kane getting hit in the head. Uh, you know, it happens. Yeah, the mask helps. And then they fight back. Oh, he does line salt with the chair, too, and he almost gets himself counted out, and as well as Kane. So that wasn't the smartest thing Jericho's ever done. And then uh, they fight back by the stage. Kane literally, he doesn't get put through a table he trips and falls through a table yeah that was i put, I put gross table spot <laughs> it was bad and then jericho gets up kane's getting up too and then he there's a stack of like glued together it's like barrels. a wall of it's barrels it's a wall of barrels that's exactly what it is they don't move <laughs> and jericho just like pushes it over on top of kane and you see kane's hang yeah you hand see kane's hand but by then it's too late and jericho wins the match in 17 minutes and 16 seconds uh wait uh, took too long two and a half stars uh, this was nowhere near the best last man standing match I've ever seen. It had a couple fun spots, but it just didn't have that oomph, you know. I the last two, man standing match should have. I gave it two and a half as well. Um, I was expecting a lot more. I've heard Pritchard talk really bad about this match, and it wasn't as bad as they said it was. But I mean, it wasn't as good as these two could have put on. No, not even close. Um, I'm just a negative Nancy. I gave it two stars. Um, I just thought it was very, 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 very slow. It was just paint by numbers. And, just, and it was just like not put together at all. I do um, have a fun discussion question about this one. Uh, I will say, though, Chris Jericho deserved better, damn it. Yeah, so he Kane. did. He won, though. So well, Kane, too. But, like, Jericho, what what was it? Right before, like, not too long before this, he was pretty much vying for the title. Uh-huh. And, that, and then all of a sudden, oh, here's Xbox. And then all of a sudden, but oh, then, here's Kane. But then he won the title, like, though, like, what? A couple years later? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, discussion question. So, is this one of the worst finishes to a last man standing match correct. ever? Correct. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's really dumb. It's pretty Dude, bad. Dude, just the wall of glued barrels just pisses me Very off. Very conveniently placed. Oh, it's a prop. It's fine. Uh, Yeah, it is what it is. Um, Next backstage, Mick Foley is interviewed. He says... By Jonathan Coachman. He's a little stressed out because uh, Kane almost got murdered, so how am I supposed to feel? But I know people want to see this Hell in a Cell match, so I'm going to make sure it happens. Oh, by the way, he said if anyone got seriously hurt... He's going to resign. He's going to resign as a... as a commissioner at this point of WWF or is yeah. he GM of Raw? Commissioner. 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 Okay. Commissioner. Um, yeah. And then we're going to go to another match. This whoa, is whoa, be... whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Oh we, no, we're not. We go, HBK, Shawn Michaels HBK is drunk. Is live in WWF New York, and he is drunk. And, uh, he delivers an interview with his back to the crowd. <laughs> Jr. is interviewing him, and he's like, "I know these matches that are not very fun." But at the same time, there are six people, and I just don't know. This is like secondary to his mind games promo. You can like almost see him take a shot as he goes off camera too. <laughs> can I tell you the next best part here? Yeah, there's two XFL players in the. <laughs> yeah. at, at, at Jr. Oh, like, God. oh, we got two XFL players here. Doesn't call them by their names. There's like two people in the audience like, he yeah. Me. He hate me and not he hate me. And he's like, two <laughs> XFL players. They're going to win their game this week. Can you get imagine getting hit by these linemen? And it's like, you don't even that? know what they are. <laughs> Who are these people, JR? Like, dude. You commentate for it, them it and you King. can't name them. It was King that was going on. Oh. JR was just agreeing. Um, okay, and that's going to lead to a four corners match. I have an issue with this being a four corners match because as far as I can tell, this story was solely focusing on the right to censor and the Dudley boys. Why do Edge and Christian and uh, Road Dog and Kate Quick need to be in this match? I don't know. <laughs> right? Because the only video package, the only thing it showed was the Dudleys like turning on the right to censor. I remember this storyline like it was yesterday. That's a good one. I still will think about that line. If putting people through tables is wrong, we don't want to be right. I That was seriously top five wrestling moments for me as a kid because I was heart I was so heartbroken over the Dudleys leaving their tabled pass behind to join the right to censor it broke my little childhood heart and when but when Bubba said that line and they put Stephen Richards through the tables it man it I still remember it to this day so seeing that again was super fun and as great for me. as that is you know what's not great here what the three live crew before they had Conan Ron or K Quick and Road Dog, their rapping was awful. It was really bad. Uh, they I were just, great as Three Life Crew and TNA, but this is bad. Why did Road Dog fancy himself a rapper? I don't know. In the TNA stuff, he's all right, but this is just really. Oh come bad. on, he's really bad in TNA. They, no, this is even worse. This is really bad though. Uh, K Quick is, of course, is our truth. I who, pretty much set all the participants. Looks in the, match. the same. Yeah, he does. Now uh, this is going to be Edge and Christian versus the tag team champions, Bull Cannon and the Godfather. Uh, the, no, good father, the good father, the good father, I apologize, versus Road Dog and K-Quick versus the Dudleys. Uh, this match, again, b- was leading up to the Dudleys and the uh, right to censor because when they finally clashed, the crowd went crazy. They're hitting what's ups. They're getting tables. Did they, you? They, did, never, they never get to put someone through a table, though, which is interesting. Did you see Edge mocking the Dudley boys when he came into the match early in? No. Oh, it was what, did, what was he doing? He was just making faces, make, moving his hands around like crazy. That's it was awesome. awesome. Um. Yeah, the Dudleys are the people. They're they're the people in this match everyone wants to see, and they get all their shit. And they three D almost everybody in the match. They was up Edge and Christian at separate times. They um, do take the tables and run over the right. To censor, yeah, they, and there's no disqualification. For they that. trample the right to censor with a table. Uh, Stephen Richards hits the worst DDT I've ever seen on Devon toward the end of this match. My my notes say Richards hits a shit DDT. I think he was tripping. I think he slipped on the table, and so it looked like he just kind of air air mailed it. Uh, the Deadlies are taking everyone out, but then Bubba gets hit with a downward spiral after getting hit with a spear. Was that the downward spiral at this point? The unprettier. The unprettier, it, okay. Yeah. Uh, and Edge and Christian win the titles by pinfall in... 942. What did you think? I really enjoyed the match, uh, even though there was a lot of unnecessary things in it. It's so weird to me that this story was focused entirely on the Dudleys and the right to censor, and Edge and Christian win the titles. <laughs> kind of felt weird. But the match itself, just looking at it as a match, I enjoyed it quite a bit. What'd you give it? Three and a half. Wow. I gave it a three. I really liked it. I really liked it, but I don't think I liked it as much as you did. I gave it two and three quarters. So I definitely didn't like Man, it. And he's as much really melting on this yeah. show. Luke, do you have anything what. to add to it? Uh, I really love seeing two live crew. That was really great. Oh, wow. I guess you're one of us. Uh, 
So I guess my only question <laughs> is, no, how does Ron? Cringy. How does Ron Killings not age? I, I want some of what he's potion he's drinking, man. The, the dude has looked the same for seventy five years. Just a few more tattoos. Well, there's a saying that goes. No, 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 no. It's it's positive. No, 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 no. Of all the people in this match, would you have guessed that the the only active wrestler would be our truth? I wouldn't have. I would have probably thought it was Christian or Edge. Edge. Yeah. yeah. Hey, right? how weird is it that when we went to Raw that we actually saw one of these guys getting involved? And it was Road Dog. Yeah. Of all people. And who who ended up James. Who ended up cutting a uh the donut promo about voodoo donuts. About voodoo donuts. I got a brain fart, but if you've never had voodoo donuts, they're severely overrated but good. Uh up next, Triple H yells at Stephanie McMahon for a little bit. Uh, about how he's willing to do anything and the title's most important thing he in his life. He lets Stephanie know that the title means more than she does. Basically, yeah. He's like, I'll kill myself over this title, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Stephanie's like, all right. Well, that's well, very cerebral hey. of you. <laughs> Next, yeah. we got Chris Benoit versus the five-time Hall of Famer, the Billy one, Gunn. Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn. Uh, because if he's going to go in the Hall of Fame, he needs to go in as DX. Yeah. The Smoking Guns. Yeah. When he was part of the three live crew. Yeah. The one Billy Gunn. And Chuck and Larry? No, no, no. That was Billy Chuck and that Billy was Billy and Chuck. Chuck, Chuck and Larry's the movie. Yeah. Uh, Same storyline. And Mr. Ass. Yeah, and Mr. Ass. So there's like six different Billy Guns that should and go And then in. eventually he'll get in an AEW's Hall of Fame. As, as the best Battle Royal competitor. <laughs> uh, this match by starts. The way, Billy Gunn has the Intercontinental title here. Yeah, uh, and it's for the championship, by the way. Wow. And he comes out first. So there you go, Kyle. Yep. yep. Um, but his theme song. I love the theme song he had. Me too. I was just about to say that. Uh, as far as the match goes, oh no, not good. If it was something, it was okay. Good old, so, good old Chris stretched him out. It started really fast, and yo, it started off really. Billy good, Gunn yeah. was hitting arm drags and hip tosses, and he was on fire. And then they go outside. Uh, Chris Benoit throws Billy Gunn into the steps, and uh, after that, it's Billy just... Gunn did hit a jackhammer though. Yeah, he did. Uh, so much for his knee being hurt. Uh, and then after that, Chris Benoit just works over the leg of Billy Gunn for the rest of the match. And then uh, he hits a crossface. And then he hits, he misses a flying headbutt, and then he hits the crossface. Uh, Billy Gunn fights out of it, then he hits it again, and uh, that's the end of the match. Hit and three. Chris Benoit wins. This match was 10 minutes long? Yes. What'd you give it? Yeah. Oh, what'd you guys give it? I give it a two. Me too. Yeah. I, I was just like, it was, it was a fine match, but it didn't. Didn't as do. much as I like both of these guys, yeah, this they, they had just no chemistry. I also think that Billy Gunn got blown up. Uh, he, well, yeah, I, for sure. You know, Bruce Prichard has talked about it asthma. a few times. He had asthma, and that's why he was so successful as a tag team wrestler, but uh, not so successful as a single star. Yeah. So, uh, but I did like I did like the rabid Wolverine continually going for the crossface, and just like how much he made it look real that he was struggling to yeah. put it on, and when he finally put it on, it he was just wrenching. I love the crippler. The, cross the crippler so crossface is just brutality. Yes. Uh, for the question, why does WWE seem to break up these tag teams like Road Dog and Billy Gunn, where they really the guys really don't have a single. S- path to him you know they tried to do it with the Dudley Boys How dare for a you say while that about the greatest of all time Billy Gunn they, tried, um, they, they do it with a lot of tag teams that I just don't get it why are we trying to break these teams up I think they just run out of ideas with them as a tag team they're like let's try them as singles guys and it never works and they're it, like let's get the tag team back it's together. like it's like a one in ten shot yeah. of working yeah I think the worst one has got to be the Dudley Boys because you had Devon become a priest and then Bubba just started doing both. He was still the same person. At least in TNA, they kind of gave Bubba a character yeah. with the Bully Ray. And he's been Bully Ray ever since, Yeah, too. so at least that happened. But, like, 
the new age outlaws is a big one. I think that everybody sees like, why Huge. did you even try to break these guys up? Yeah, there was yeah. no point. Uh, yeah. there, there's some more too. I don't know. That, I think it's just, yeah, create, creatively, they just run out of ideas. Shawn Michaels has got to be the best one though. Like, oh, for sure. Goes on. Yeah, it's not For close. sure. I mean, there's definitely example. I think when you have that one person who's like the obvious, like this guy is a star or even both of them, if you can see both of them being a star, that's the time to do it. But when they just do it to do it, it doesn't. It's never gonna be successful for either of those guys. Yeah, you know? not everybody. Not every team's gonna have Edge and Christian go on to be right, superstars. Right. Right. Uh, after that, Jr. interviews Stone Cold in what appears to be a hotel room. Um, I'm sure it is. And Stone Cold's like, I'm open up a can of whoop ass. That was the worst Stone Cold impression of all time. But you know what? Wow. Your Vince one's so good that that one's perfect. I don't apologize for it. Don't apologize. For and then we're ever. gonna get to Molly Holly versus Trish Stratus versus Ivory for the women's championship. Do we have to? Dude, Molly looks good here. Yeah, she does. And uh, you know what? For three women who can legitimately wrestle, it would have been nice if they got more than how long? Uh, two minutes and 12 seconds. One star. Good God. Ivory wins after she steals a pinfall. From who? From... Molly hit a sit-down power Yeah, ball. and then Ivory uh, throws her out of the ring and steals the pin and retains. I gave it one and a half because it was starting to get kind of cool. It was... It, for what we... The, the few minutes of action we got wasn't bad. It was... It felt very ahead of its time for what we got allow me to stagger you fellows one in the quarter and thank you we get we, we did it uh, and then it just yeah it just it just it just ended and like i don't know i felt it was, this match was more presented at looking trish's butt i think that like the camera was always uh, i think there. this match was more presented to bring back the apa that's true <laughs> which it did because then tna come out and uh i don't know if they were planning on killing ivory or oh and molly or well, crash what they were trying Cra- to do they were going after molly and then, and then crash, crash comes came out, out and then the APA, the APA come came out, out, and they just beat the heck out of them. Yep, and then that's that. I don't really remember that uh, storyline. I don't either, actually. Yeah, because it didn't matter. And you know what? Who was Albert was wearing an uh, APA, APA shirt. shirt that said T-A-P-A. Yeah. Which is Trish and APA, whatever. Yeah, man. Whatever, bro. All right. Yeah. It was what it was. I uh, love the APA, though. My favorite tag team ever. They're fun, man. People forget I that. I guess my, my only comment on this one we kind of touched at the beginning was, look how far women's wrestling yeah. has come. Yeah. They got two minutes. And then to actually at, wrestle. at the last pay-per-view, they had the two Main triple event. threats, and it was about an hour. Yeah. Uh, then Kevin Kelly is interviewing The Rock, who gets this. You can hear the ovation he's getting through, seeps through this interview. Uh, he just says Rock things, and it's great. What more do you want me to say? He's the rock, you know? Whenever he man. says something, it's going to be good. Yeah. And that's going to lead to our main event, which is... Whoo, uh, this is going to be Triple H versus Rikishi versus Kurt Angle, champion coming out in the middle, Kyle. There you go, versus The Undertaker versus The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Real quick, uh, one of these things is not like the others. And he's a big, large, small yeah, man named Rikishi. Oh, I was going to say it's Stone Cold because he doesn't have any hair. Piss off. All right, no, 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 I didn't mean that. Wow, that was mean. Sorry. What do you think of the champion coming out smack dab in the middle? Third. I thought it was dumb, but it kind of ended up making sense. Like after he was trying to hide, and then Austin brought him into yeah. it. But I still hated it. You could have still had him come out last, and Austin go get him. You know what this match was? Or second to last. You know what this match was? A car crash, a freaking train wreck, and a car crash. Car crash is more and a, and a forced fire. Anything destructive is what this match was. Uh, I'm gonna tell you right now. Yeah, I never want to see another six man hell in a cell. I don't man. either. Ever. But I kind of really liked it. Uh, I I'm in the. I'm I had the a mood. good time with it. <laughs> it was just goofy. It, it was, was fun. It was fun. There, there was a lot when they were still in the cage. Yeah. Where you would look 
outside and you would see the guys basically doing nothing. They're standing yeah, they at were, each other. Yeah, they were just resting. Uh, and then there's other points, though, where all six were doing something and there wasn't enough cameras in the world to capture it. Right. Uh, like by the cars? Eventually, out comes a, the truck we saw earlier with all the pine, oak, whatever it was, Dust. bedding in it. And Vince is trying to rip off the doors. <laughs> he like takes a chain and he attaches it to the door and he rips the door off the cell. And then he's like, this whole damn thing's coming down. And then he goes to attach it to the cage and he's like, do it. And then Mick comes out. Well, he pulls the door off and then Mick he pulls comes the door out. off and then Mick comes out as he's trying. By the way, what was he trying to do with the rest of this cage? Take the walls out. Is he gonna is he gonna kill the people in the crowd? Yeah, just, <laughs> Apparently, the ceiling's just gonna cave the, and the kill the wrestlers. The cage is gonna collapse if he does that. Uh, but he doesn't get to because Mick comes out. He beats up the uh, the brisk. The, he beats up the Stooges, and then he wants to beat Vince up, and then Vince is like, "Don't do it, pal. I'm injured." So security comes out, and apparently, commissionership power overrides owning only ownership because they take Vince away. By Vince. By the way, my favorite detail here was the truck driver sprinting away. Did you guys notice <laughs> yes. that? It was like, I don't get paid enough for Dude, this. Dude, that's McFoley. Damn. Oh, no. Uh, and so the truck is just sitting this there. This was conveniently. so distracting. It for was. The match. It wasn't good. Because then they're all out. It's like out of nowhere. They're all coming out of the cage. It's like fighting. when I, it's like when I leave my front door open and all my cats like one by one start to walk outside. It was like that because like one at a time they all come crawling out of the door. I'm like, like what's on. going on out here? Uh, it does lead to some of the coolest parts of the match though because they all go out and they start fighting by these cars. People are getting put through windows. People are getting pedigreed on top of cars. By the way, I like blood every once in a while in a match. I don't think you need five out of your six competitors bleeding and, and after like death one by one yeah it was like i, I knew triple h just was coming because he was getting cheese graded and i do yep. like that spot does mean so much more when you have blood and if it's a hardcore match stone cold's gotta bleed stone cold bleeds uh and angles, then, bloody. angles bloody the ro- the only person who's not bloody is the one who goes into pine bedding later in the show quiche which kind of telegraphs well something's gonna happen to him where you don't want open wounds <laughs> and it did uh but there was some fun stuff when they're out here brawling yeah it was fun and then they go on top of the cage and then they one by one except for the rock and rikishi at first everyone else is on top of the cage and kurt angle What's, takes oh, a chair on. shot he takes a chair shot to end all chair shots can we can we t- so is kishi up there at this point no not yet okay okay go ahead Keep so going. it was the, it was the undertaker Stone Cold, The Rock, and Kurt. and Kurt were on top of the cage. Undertaker annihilates, annihilates Kurt with that chair shot. Oh my God! And then Rikishi comes up and he hits Kurt again, and like he's hitting everybody with the but chair. But like, Kurt's like head is on the ground, and he like curb stomps him with a chair. It looked <laughs> awful. Which, by the way, from what I recall, when Kishi actually makes his way up there, Rock is below him. Yeah. And The Rock is literally pushing, like trying to push him up there, help him up there. And <laughs> yeah, he, wait, he was. He and was. Like, he's like, he's like, I'm coming right after you. Yeah, like, he trying was. to make it seem like he was doing that, but he's literally just like, get your front ass, yeah. get up there. Uh, and then eventually, everyone else but the Undertaker and Rikishi climb down. My favorite part is like they're all fighting, and Kurt hits somebody, and then just goes to the end and just starts climbing down. Yep, he's like, that's he's it. Like, I did I'm my done. thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're I got, I'm severely concussed. I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to climb down this cage, uh, but he does. And then Rikishi and then a taker fighting up on the cage. And Rikishi just so subtly, Rikishi aligns like, himself slowly, like inches his way right, convenient with this convenient pine bedding truck, sawdust truck. Which, by the way, the mar- it looks so, the spot looks so stupid because the margin of error is not. No, it, it is not high. No, so like yeah, Rikishi's like standing perfectly still. The Undertaker. He choke sends him, but really he just like pushes him off. He grabs him yeah. by the throat and, and then Rikishi him. just like, oh. if you've never seen the picture, it's worth looking at because 
when you throw someone off an object, you usually expect like limbs to be flailing and like oh he just he just he's planked. just like he's planking, bro. He's it's white, so funny. And I guarantee that like he's white knuckled. His heart is going two hundred so beats a funny. minute. He just straight like a board stunt, just falls into the truck. stunt man, bro. And he's dead. He he's presumed dead. He's talking to himself. I don't know what he. They keep zooming in on him. He's like, what is he saying to himself in this moment? Is he saying hail marys because he survived? Uh, and Rikishi's out of the match at and that point. Then we go into he's the, sleeping. We get back in there. The Rock and Stone Cold have, have an, an amazing awesome sequence, and then they until, just start fighting. until until the uh, spine buster where the Rock just dropped him. Yeah, he did. Uh, it still looked decent, buster, but. Yeah. That didn't look decent. That was bad. Yeah, it looked pretty bad. I guess you're right. Um, and then everyone... <laughs> Way to talk him into it. Everyone, <laughs> thank Everyone had been storing up their finishing moves. Uh, they had a, a couple triangle finishers stored up throughout the match, as you do in the 2K games. And then they all pressed triangle to do their finisher at the same time. So everyone got their finishers in. Uh, and at the very end, The Rock gets stunned by Austin. And then he can't make the cover. Approximately five days go by. And then Kurt... Crawls over to the rock and gets the pinfall in the most anticlimactic ending to a Hell in a Cell match. I don't have a time down. I've ever seen. Long, it, it was like it an was hour. Like, it was like 40 minutes. It was like an hour. Yeah. It was a really long match. What would you give it? I don't know. This is a tough one. <laughs> I gave it a four. It, this is, I gave it a, I'm going to say Ooh. three and a half. That's what uh, I'm going to say. And it's probably the worst three and a half star match I've ever given. I but mean, it was fun. I had fun. I was entertained. That's why it. I gave it a four because it was super fun. Yeah, I was entertained. It, there was a lot the nitpick at yeah but i guarantee you like 12 year old me's thinking it's a five oh yeah <laughs> right and that was sick yeah me now I'm, a, I'm like oh that's not that great it's like a three star yeah. so I, I bet in the middle of adult kyle and kid kyle and we that's we, fair we just you compromise four you, you 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 did what i'm sorry can i get the original impression i can't do it again on command come on <laughs> what'd you what'd you give it luke did you say I, uh, three and a half yeah, yeah, that's why it, it was just it was just goof tomfoolery. But it was fun, and it was it was, so fun. It was like the Attitude Era in a nutshell. In this and it one was match. So it was honestly like the passing of the guard from Attitude to Ruthless Aggression all in one match. I like that man. That was beautiful. Nice. Very poetic. Uh, and that's how we go off the air. Can like I, instantly after the match ends, it's like we gotta go. Bye. So here's my question. Yeah. <laughs> off the top of your head, don't think about it. Rank these from favorite to least favorite of the, the competitors. Six, yeah. Uh, from favorite to least. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, Austin. Okay. Angle. Okay. Taker. Okay. The Rock. Triple H. Sorry, Keish. Okay. Is that six? Did I get everybody? Yeah, you got, all, okay. you got all six. Undertaker, Stone Cold, The Rock, Kurt Angle, uh, Triple H, and Rikishi. Sorry, Keish. Kurt Angle, Stone Cold, Undertaker, The Rock, Triple H, Rikishi. Our last two are all the our same. Our last two are the same, but our front four couldn't be more different. But that's that's fun. Yeah. That's fun. Was that your question? Yeah. Uh, so, and that was how we go off the air. So what'd you rank the show as a whole? This is the the quintessential <laughs> C show. Because nothing was groundbreaking, nothing nothing was excellent, nothing was a must watch, nothing was terrible really either. Uh, and there was, again, what I appreciated about the show was that the storytelling was constantly building to the main event, even if it was at the expense of the undercard. Uh, I'm going to give it a, just a C, the C-est of C's I can give it. I'm, this was a mediocre show. I'm going 74.5%. We got a C, not quite at that 75% level. I never want to see another six-man hell. A C plus minus? Go. Yep. See, uh, just a regular C minus plus, actually. Okay, okay. Uh, just because I kind of melted some of the matches... It's a low C for me. All right. All what right. what percent? C. Uh, what? 70, 
71.9. There you go. Okay. Okay. okay so know. let's listen to the questions the and then we'll talk about TLC. Yeah, let's do it. You know, I'm, I'm just thinking here out loud while I'm going to this. We got to do King of the Ring 01 sometime. We had that planned at one point. I know. And that was before. And then we, I and quit. And then <laughs> We weren't going to call you out like that, but hiatus. <laughs> uh, we got to get back to it because that's that Kurt Angle Shane McMahon match. I don't know what made me think of it, but. Kurt Angle. I really love that uh, match. A lot. Probably the concussions. Yeah, prob- probably all the head trauma. So the same match. reason that Shane doesn't remember it, you remember it. Exactly. Yes. All right. We only have three this week, but I think they're all pretty good. Uh, we're going to start with the pal of the podcast, then we're going to go to Kiefer, then we're going to go to Dakota. So let's see what Aaron has to say. Good afternoon, big boys and body slams. I just got a question for you. After a long, gnarly feud or build up to a match after, like, say, WrestleMania, how long do you think certain promotions such as WWE, AEW, should wait to pair the two that had the big build ups, i.e., Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, for AEW, uh, Jericho? And for shits and giggles, Adam Page as a tag team dealer in a match. We all know that WWE, for some reason or another, don't get why, love to do this. Do you think they do it too much? Do you think they do it too fast to try to cram every, all the big stars on the show? Let me know. Have a banger. Happy holidays, fellas. You too, Iron. Happy, Happy holidays. Dude. I'll see you Saturday, I pal. say Merry Christmas around these goddamn parts. Was that like uh, Cowboy Kenny's dad? That was like Cowboy Kenny if he lived in Deliverance. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, I'm, so I'm trying I'm, to parse what I'm he's saying I'm kind of confused on so your question, but I, I think what you're saying is once the build starts, how long should they have their first match? No, 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 no. How long? Once the blow-off happens. How long few, until they're in a match together? How long before they tag team? How long before they team up? So like, let's say Roman and Seth have a program. Like he's saying, how long? Do you then think, they have a. Tag do you team. think it's appropriate for them to team up like after that, like nothing happened? I think it depends on the feud. Um, I think as a general, it should be about six months, unless you're having them turn on each other or something. Yeah, unless you do a double turn. I think you have to have a. Re- I don't like it. I think you have to have a really good reason. Yeah, a I'm really yeah. Good it reason. has to be like. I think a perfect example of this recently is Natalia and Lacey Evans on a much smaller scale where they were literally fighting one week and tagging the next. Oh, one week? You're not not like 16 <laughs> weeks? Uh, but Wait, were they tagging the week after uh, Saudi, though? Uh, was either the week after or the It was week. the week before because they had that feud. Oh, well, that's bullshit. And then, then Natalia came out and she's like, I got a tag team match and my partner is Lacey Evans. Uh, so I think that's a good example of it. Yeah, I think never. <laughs> uh, I think that the Reigns and Rollins thing, there's context, yeah. right? Because they... Uh, yeah, have all that history. and the context that's kind is of a, important. That's kind of a context is king type. Yeah, because but, if you're telling that story, it can be very interesting and impactful. But he is not wrong. WWE loves they love doing to do that it. shit. They yeah. love doing it during feuds where, like, we know we have a match coming up, but we got to be an unlikely alliance. You'll hear the Michael Cole robot buzzword machine go off. Man. We need to make, oh my gosh. We need soundboard? To, yes. Can we please? I need to work on that. I'll, I'm going to put together a Michael Cole soundboard of all his buzzwords that we can use during the podcast. And, I'm gonna and F5 Connects better be on there. <laughs> oh, of course. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, thanks for the call, Aaron. Uh, I know that was kind of a non-answer, uh, but if it has context, do it. If it doesn't, stay away from it. It has to have a great story. Yes. Like a, a, a great, great story. Reason. Yeah. Great reason. Uh, up next is Kiefer. Let's see what he has to say today. Kiefer. What's up, fellas? It's your boy, Keith, back again with another question right here on the Big Boys and Body Slams podcast. Hey. Call us for cheap pop. <laughs> and 
With all the intergender wrestling going on in Armageddon 2000, and really all over the world in wrestling today, does WWE need to jump on the bandwagon again, or will they continue to stay the course and steer clear of any intergender wrestling? Also, can we talk about how cringy Jerry the King Lawler's commentary is, specifically during the women's matches? He really does ruin a lot of these matches, and a lot of them are really good, but just with his commentary, it's so damn cringy. Thanks, guys. Take care, and I'll be waiting for the next episode. Good call. We love you, Keith. Bye. Love you, buddy. Um, Bye. I'm going to answer the first part. I mean, yeah, Lawler's commentary is really cringy. I'm gonna, I want to answer that first part. I don't think part. we talked about it enough. Uh, we on. didn't. Um, I, I've learned to tune it out now, though. Uh, I think for intergender wrestling, I think it's excellent, but you have to have that competitor that can be believable like tessa blanchard. tessa blanchard right now is the perfect someone that is on that and that is on that main event tier level of in-ring work promo work like they have to be the total package and you have to introduce it with a believable story and to use tessa again as an example uh her and sammy callahan was a very natural story it felt and by the way i watched that match recently that first that might be my match of the year contender for me oh that it's up there for excellent. me too um but it, it's got to be you got to have a story to back it up. I don't want them to do intergender wrestling just to do it, if that makes sense. But I think it can be a very powerful uh, creative tool if you have a story and the right talent to back it up. Right, I I pretty much with you. I think the te- the way Impact has handled Tessa is. I want perfect. her to win the world title. I do too. And you know what? Three weeks so ago, bad. three weeks ago, I was telling you I didn't want it to happen, but they have changed my mind. They they did a real natural build build yeah. to it where Sammy and Ove look scummy. And Tessa's your hero. Yep. And and it's so much more believable because it is going to be Sammy and Tessa. Yeah. They've already established all of that. I love that that feud, not to just make this all about Sammy and Tessa, but how cool is it that that feud has just been quietly going for I even months love, and months? I even love her tweet that was like, I'm shutting it down for the rest of December to prepare for Yep, and then she had January the picture of her and Sammy. Yep. That's been one of the best feuds of the year in, in all of professional wrestling. That. Impact has done a fantastic job, yeah, and those two performers are amazing. Yeah, and as far as uh, Lawler goes, it's so bad to look back on it now. Hey, I do want to point so, out, back to Tessa real quick, we are doing on January 1st, the episode drop-in on January 1st, we're doing like a best of 2019, and Tessa's in my running for uh, Wrestler of the Year. I mean, she has to be, <laughs> in all of ours, right? Like, sure. Love her or not, like, we'll see. if you watch Impact or not, you know of Tessa Blanchard. We'll, we'll see where she's at when I put, put out my final... Ooh. stuff but we'll see look forward to that episode by the way yep um so thank you Kiefer. and by the way it's really nice to have somebody call in with a question about the show we're looking at the day we look at it god Kiefer, i know i made fun of you earlier but he's I love the goat you. man Dude. other than you being a and patriots fan like ooh. You're pretty cool but he also like he also always uses um effectively uses wrestling terms too. yeah i like it like thanks cheap pop was perfectly placed keeps the man timing. and now we're going to go somebody else who is also the man and that is the real dz of professional wrestling we're gonna finish off with dakota this week let's see what he has to say Hey, big, big boys, buddy saying this is once again your pal. Say it with me. The, the real DZ professional wrestling. wrestling. Dakota Zinger. Oh, I'm sensing some animosity. With a question for you. The man formerly known as Luke Harper. Kilgore. Oh. <laughs> where is he going? What is he up to? We kind of I see a high ceiling for this fella. I've always been a big fan and i would love to see him go in aew as a big man that they so desperately need and i happen to know from his podcast that jr is really high on this guy 
So what are your thoughts? Big boys! Luke, Luke. Wait, uh, also, I gotta tell Dakota. First of all, sorry, I, I got too jumpy and I went on the wrong part. I just gotta say, I just gotta say, I'm Luke sorry. Luke was standing back there with his arms just, folded. What's going I'm on? Just, I, I was just naturally defensive once I heard Luke. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he's um, cutting another damn pro. So we kind of talked about it. I mean, he's definitely going to yeah, AEW. Yeah, he's going right? to AEW. He could be a world title contender for them. Everybody, everybody I, that I talk to and that I see... No matter how many hot takes they like to produce, it's almost unanimous that people love Luke Harper, except for apparently Vince I, McMahon. Do you ever talk to anybody that makes hot takes? No, never. I would never talk okay. to anybody that makes nope, hot takes. Nope. Uh, but everybody seems to be on board with the guy. I think so. He's got wanna... several friends in AEW. Uh, and I think you're Zach said off record, maybe on record, that he thinks Marty Scroll and. Uh, yeah, I said that earlier. Luke Could Harper pick, might be together. coming in together. But uh, Luke has a 90 day com- no complete clause. I do. And Marty does not. That's true. Um, I want him to come in with a new look, though. You want him to shave the beard? Um, just do something different with, is, his, with his hair. He just doesn't have to look gross. He can he can yeah. still have the beard and hair the way it is, but don't have to wear the sweaty so, stained shirts. I worry that it'll kind of like again. Like I don't want to. I don't want him to be spooky. You know. That's yeah. He doesn't need well, to be spooky. If he if he's not gonna be spooky, he should trim the ca- the hair. I think trim the hair, trim the beard, look presentable. Maybe wear your metal T-shirts that you like so much. Chin strap. Oh, I don't know about that. Mm, yeah. Uh, do you see him coming in as a solo? Do you see him joining the Dark Order? I think he comes in Hell as a solo. No. Yeah, I think so too. What do we do next week? So we got TLC and we have six matches announced. Let's do it. Uh, we will not be watching live. We have a scavenger hunt that night. So Christmas light scavenger hunt. So uh, we will be watching Monday, recording Tuesday. So I'm going to name off what we got. You tell me who you think is going to win, okay? All right, Captain. Rusev versus Bobby Lashley in a tables match. Bobby Lashley. Rusev. I'm going I'm to go... You know, I want Rusev to win, but I think it's going to continue. So Bobby Lashley, Rusev will get his win at Royal Rumble. That's what I think, too. We have the Kabuki Warriors in a TLC match versus Becky and Charlotte Is this Is this for the titles? Yes, it is. The Kabuki Warriors. Yep, the Kabuki Warriors are going to win that. Charlotte's in that match to take a pinfall. Yep, We're getting a little misty in there. It's TLC, so they'll probably climb the ladder and pull them down. Uh, Not all TLCs are ladder matches. I thought they were for the if they were for the championships. Oh, probably. Maybe. You could be correct. Yeah. You're probably right. You're always right. Sexy yeah. little man. Kind of, kind of like last week when Luke said it was Bret Hart's in-ring debut when everybody else He was Luke. literally in the ring. Oh, come on. You got to be, be wrestling to have that was That was debut. a technicality. That wasn't... You that was, were wrong, pal. It was tech, he was technically in the ring. But yeah. even but he then, was technically he was in, in the, the ring, ring on, on Nitro. Yeah, well, he wasn't in a match. <laughs> so he anyway, was in a match. Before, he was in a match. Before Luke's dying on a hill here where he's wrong, uh, Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy. Alistair Black's going to win the match. Alistair Black's going to win, but Sorry, I want Buddy Murphy. It should be an excellent match, though, if it gets time. Bray Wyatt versus The Miz, and I don't think this is for the title. Uh, and it's Bray Wyatt, it by the way. Bray Wyatt? It's not yeah. The Fiend. It's Bray Wyatt versus The Miz. Bray Wyatt's going to win. And they no haven't contest. said it's a title match. No contest. No contest. It's, it's good. There's gonna, Daniel Bryan's going to come back, and think, one way or another, he's going to I think Bray wins, but Daniel attacks at the end. Okay. The Who does he attack? Bray. Okay. Uh, New Day versus Revival for the tag team championships. Oh, New Day's going to revive. New Day. They're going to retain. We get to watch this. As good as this match is going to be, is anyone else just a little bit fatigued of seeing the Revival and the New Day? Meh, not really. I enjoy I, I, them. I kind of am, yeah. Oh, I see. I, I just keep liking them. They're always good matches. I mean, yeah, it'll be a good match. Yeah, but just... I think it's going to be very script by the book. Yeah. I think Revival's going to leave soon. So When is their contracts up? Well, who know. knows? We'll look it up. Now, up next. And. Uh, uh, Roman Reigns, who got dog food poured on him, versus King Corbin <laughs> in a TLC match uh, where there can be a pinfall. I think that I want I want it to be Corbin, but it's going it's to gonna be, be Roman, Roman Reigns. Reigns. Roman's going to beat the poo-poo out of him. Do you the think he's going to put food? dog food all over him? God, that was so stupid. W- did they make him eat it? 
They were putting it in his mouth, I think. They should have just made him eat it. That would have oh, been a hey. lot more effective. Speaking of, Robert Rudin, one of the... Oh, yeah, Bobby Rudin, the colognes are suspended for eating too much dog food. Marijuana? I don't, uh, oh, wait, are they still suspending people for marijuana? I don't know what it is. I just thought I should pull it out there. We're going off the rails. Who knew the clones were still working for the WWE? Yeah. That's that's really something. And it's not even, uh, the, it's not even Rudin, the best dude. one. No, it's the, it's, the, it's the lesser clone. Yeah, the best one's not even in WWE. No. Is that all of the uh, matches so far? Yep, that's all it's been talked about. So we'll I'm sure come, we'll get some more on SmackDown on Friday. We'll see you guys next week with some TLC 2019. On that note, too, too sweet. sweet.